We are Victim of Illusion, you are listening to the tall, friendly, Atheist Dead podcast. And the next 30 seconds are brought to you by our album Invisible Light, available at our Bandcamp website. So far from lies and hypocrisy Hello, my name is Damien, the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad, and host of the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. Wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, and whatever you happen to be doing, I hope you enjoy. Thank you. In the first installment in this two-part series, I went over a handful of the non-Christian sources used in a popular list that is regarded as having affirmed the life of Jesus Christ. Now, why didn't I go over all of the sources for the particular claim that Jesus existed? Because the ones I didn't cover were all as fleeting or just as far removed from the timeline of the events they're commenting on, if not more so than the ones I actually did cover. I mean, Lucian of Samosada writes merely one paragraph in the very late 100s, and again, he's discussing Christians and what they believe. To consider this as evidence for the gospel Jesus would be like me talking about the claims of Mormonism and then this podcast being used in 150 years' time as evidence for the claims of Mormonism. It doesn't follow. Suetonius? He doesn't mention any independent facts about Jesus either. The closest we get are that Nero punished Christians, but in the very next sentence, he also mentions Nero punished charioteers who were fixing races. Now, There is also a sentence that Claudius expelled the Jews from Rome who had made disturbances at the instigation of Christus. The problem? The term used to refer to instigator means someone who was there doing the instigating. So, if this sentence about Claudius expelling the Jews from Rome is about Jesus, then that means that Jesus went to Rome after he died, not something that was reported in the Gospels. Phlegon? Tenuous. Origen wrote that Phlegon wrote about an earthquake in Bithynia and presumed that he meant Judea, despite Bithynia and Judea being hundreds of miles apart. And Thallus? even more tenuous. George Sinkellus, 
writing in the 9th century, wrote that Julius Africanus in the 3rd century wrote that Talus wrote in the 2nd century about an eclipse in Judea. What I'm trying to say is that the best evidence we can get for Jesus from non-Christian sources for his existence that aren't considered forgery or too late to be considered reliable are merely sentences or sometimes fragments of sentences or things reported third-hand and out of context. This should not be considered a rock-solid case. With that in mind, the rest can be basically broken down into either Celsus, Josephus, or the Talmud. So, let's get into the meat on the bones of what these three sources say. And in my opinion, the case that Jesus existed based on these historical sources falls apart very quickly. Josephus Josephus is the source that carries the claims that Jesus existed, was a wise man, was crucified. He appeared three days later. The biggest claim attached to Josephus is the Testimonium Flavianum. However, the preponderance of evidence is against this being an authentic Josephan writing and is instead considered to be a Eusebian forgery. Aside from the Testimonium Flavianum, we get a very brief sentence fragment referring to James, the brother of Jesus, who was called Christ, as well as some mentions of someone who might fit the description of John the Baptist. So in short, if a forged paragraph a fragment of a sentence, and some vague references to someone who was also referenced in the Gospels are the strongest evidence for Jesus from a critical source, then the case isn't that strong. Next is the Talmud. The Talmud is listed as sources for Jesus existed, practiced sorcery, was crucified, and died on the eve of Passover. The first problem with using the Talmud as a primary source for a claim is that if you're going to accept the historicity and authenticity of the Talmud, you can't pick and choose. You either accept the Talmud as an historically authentic writing, you completely reject the Talmud as an historically authentic writing, or you have a set criteria for how you determine what parts are historic and which parts aren't. Aside from, look, there's Jesus, that part is accurate, the rest is rubbish. As a Jewish person said to me recently, modern fundamentalist Christians are foremost experts at taking things out of context. The next problem? The Jerusalem Talmud was written at least 200 years after the events of Christ, and the Babylonian Talmud written at least 300 years after Christ. So we're not dealing with people on the scene 
or even in the same century. It's hard to take religious commentary 200 years removed from the events as rock-solid eyewitness accounts worth hanging your hat on. The next problem? The Babylonian Talmud states that Jesus was stoned for sorcery and idolatry, not blasphemy, and that a call went out for 40 days and 40 nights looking for people to speak in his defence. This is the complete opposite of the Gospels, where, firstly, Jesus was crucified, not stoned. Next, it wasn't even 40 hours from arrest up to execution, let alone a period of 40 days looking for people in his defence. And thirdly, in the Gospels, the only people who could defend Jesus deserted him. The next problem? There are multiple Jesuses mentioned in the Talmuds. Jesus the Sorcerer in Sanhedrin 43a. In Gittin 56b and 57a. The spirit of Jesus is summoned by Onkelos and relays his torment of being boiled in excrement. In Sanhedrin 103a. It mentions a Jesus who burns his food in public, likely a reference to sacrificial rites. Sanhedrin 107b mentions Jesus, the student of Joshua ben Perakiah, a man who was accused of misinterpreting a specific word and was exiled, which then led this Jesus to turn to sorcery. And finally, Jesus ben Pantera, the alleged son of a Roman soldier who had an affair with a woman named Mary. So when the Talmud is cited as a source for the claim that Jesus was hung, which Jesus? And finally, Celsus. Celsus is listed as sources for the claims that Jesus existed, supposedly born of a virgin. Mother's husband was a carpenter, lived in Egypt for some time, had miraculous powers, had disciples and who believed he knew the future, claimed to be God, was crucified. However, there is nothing in Celsus that lends weight to the existence of Jesus, especially as pertaining to how the Gospels present him. Celsus was a late 2nd century critic of Christianity, so hardly close to the facts to be considered an authoritative source. Furthermore, when Celsus mentions all the various things about Jesus, he's actually doing so as statements of what Christians believe so he can discuss them and add his own commentary. By claiming Celsus as an historical source of both Jesus' existence and his divinity, is like citing David Fitzgerald and his book, The Complete Heretic's Guide to Western Religion, Volume 1, The Mormons, as evidence that Moroni handed Joseph Smith the golden plates. Still furthermore, we don't have anything from Celsus himself on the topic and we're not reading his words directly. 
Celsus's writings are preserved only in Origin of Alexandria's responsorial Contra Celsum, a volume directly written as a response to Celsus. So we are getting Celsus third hand, Celsus to Origin, and then Origin to us via translation. Celsus is not going, hey guys, all of these miraculous things happened. He's responding to claims that they did. He wrote that he believes Christianity and its theology is an amalgamation of false Eastern philosophy. As such, Christians would weave together erroneous opinions drawn from ancient sources and trumpet them aloud. And as another thing, Celsus writes of a story that Jesus was the son of Mary's adulterous affair with Pantera, a Roman soldier. This is hardly the defence of the New Testament demigod Jesus that Christians are looking for. And so with all that out of the way, the strength of non-Christian sources for the existence of Jesus is quite weak. And again, this is not to say Jesus didn't exist. That is another conversation. But what it is to say is that the positive case that Jesus existed and especially the Jesus of the Gospels, is true because multiple non-Christian sources wrote things about him, just doesn't stack up.